1: Hello and welcome to Wednesday's episode of the Tennis Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Joel Sked. Hello, and Craig G Telford. Hi there. So, yes, more unusual dates. You're basically going to get a podcast two days in a row.
2: If this feels like a Thursday, I'm got my mind geared up. The same, same thing tomorrow Thursday
1: just feels exactly like a Thursday. But it's not. It's not <laughs> because that's how the days of the week work. Yes, it's a, it's a simple fact. That I'm sure even Tory MPs couldn't spin to their liking. Um, but right, so we had this, a show planned for tonight. Uh, it was it was, <laughs> it was very topical. And then uh, Anne Budge, as she tends to do, dropped a, an atom bomb on my working life. And uh, so we've decided to start with that. Anne Budge's 1,200 word statement. Joy. Essentially saying, I'm back in Crickleby. <laughs> and
2: a uh, uh, middle finger and maybe some vickies up to the... Up to home she gets it right up the trolls with our very what's her very, what her very first, first line. I read it read it here um, when she says I want to address all genuine heart supporters, Yeah and the second I will address recent media coverage. So I think there's a fair few people. She doesn't name names. I don't want to give too much away. I think she's having a go at somebody called M. Stewart. <laughs> That's no, <too> obvious. obvious. <laughs> Michael X, maybe, who who really seems to have a be in his bonnet about Craig Levine.
0: He he doubled down uh after he tweeted. Uh, he quoted a statement and uh, basically doubled down just saying again that he has the safest job in world football but also that he now honestly believes that Budge would rather leave than sack or relieve Craig uh,
1: Levine off his duties as manager and director of football so we should probably read out the bit that eventually eventually got to the point it it didn't come until the second last paragraph where it actually said what the entire statement was basically about because in, in good budge form, she she rambled on <laughs> for eighteen pages, <laughs> uh, front and back. <laughs> A lot of ellipses as well. Oh, she loves ellipses. So it was. Uh, so it finished off on. In short, <laughs> in short, <laughs> yep. Our board remains behind the manager, his coaching staff, and his team. Dot dot dot. Not because he is quote unquote untouchable. Not because he is quote unquote all powerful. And not because we are quote unquote weak. As has been suggested, we remain behind him because we believe in a plan we have jointly put together. We will continue to scrutinise our on-field performances and should we feel our plans are going astray and our approach needs to be justified, we will respond accordingly. This, we- is what, this is one of the eight, like
0: eight or nine uh, sections, paragraphs, uh, just even wee snippets that I have pulled out and kind of bugged me. She mentions the. Pl- they mention the plan a lot throughout the statement. What is the plan? Now, That's one thing they've not explained. I, what the plan is? I'll, if Sign a lot of players. They've done that. <laughs> I like, but it's
2: like when it goes astray. I'd like, like to see it. Like, so this is this is all this is all part of uh, the, the master plan. If this
0: is this is what it comes back. It comes back to is the fact that uh, this is quite early on in the statement. Like every other heart supporter at the moment, I am hugely frustrated with the words "frustrated." Now that's a word that really frustrates Hearts fans yes. because Craig Levine uses it all the time, or indeed lack of them from the first five Premiership fixtures. Five premiership fixtures, what about the East Fife defeat on penalties, the performance against Stenowice Muir, what about no league wins since March 30th, or seven league wins since the 23rd of October, and general standard of performance, which has been bordering on embarrassing for a long time. Yeah, they
1: haven't won in 12 league games. 12 league games, yeah. And uh, I think the BBC put the table up the other day, the form table went from October 30th last year.
2: Then Hearts would be bottom of the table. Oh, put my hand Budge hat on for a second. Um, she, she mentions injuries many times in the, <laughs> in the statement. Yep. Does she have a point here? Because I'm surely there's something about like yes. the guys that like, the guys at Hearts are missing just now. So what, six or seven that would be part of yes. that? that so, she
0: says, yeah, so she says we have a sh- very strong squad, arguably arguably the strongest we've put together over the last six seasons. True, and she rightly mentions. Yeah, is that true?
2: Is that you agree with that? I think that's
0: a strong squad. Yes, and she rightly mentions that. Levine's not been able to fill the strongest 11 yet this season. However, they have a squad, but she mentioned squad, they built a squad, they invested in 17 players last summer, and then a further 8 or 9 this summer, and the word that stands out for me is squad. There's a squad of 30 there, there's a further 11 on loan, so 41 players who have had first team experience uh, on on Hart's book, and they can't beat. Ross County at home They can't beat Hamilton at home And they got beat By Motherwell at home No,
2: thumped By Motherwell
0: Yeah, I mean It was 3-2 But it was uh, That was That was very gen- That
1: was very Generous for her so. She seems to Contradict herself A lot And that's kind of A good example Is that she mentions She mentions injuries But she mentions also That they've built A squad to counteract Injuries This summer because with, with injuries in mind I think that's what she says But now they've had injuries in the bottom of the table So how's that going according to the plan? It, it, seems, it seems at times with the ellipsis That she's she started writing it
0: And it's going down It's like she's explaining It's like, oh, injuries it's, Everyone's not going to go according to plan And then she stops to realise Ah, if I continue down this path I'm going to be criticising Craig Levine Ellipsis, ellipsis, ellipsis Anyway,
2: supporters <laughs> Media this one where she says, like, however, running a football club, dot, 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 like any business, dot, 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 is an exact science. There's no need for ellipses at that point. Yeah, I, she, I, she, I'm, she, not under- I'm
0: not sure um, she, uh, she understands what she gets No, no, she
2: doesn't. Is
1: Phil she doesn't, she, she, No, uh, no she,
0: I, she famously doesn't edit them, right, or yeah. doesn't allow them to be edited. See, I, I generally, I, I know I've got a... I've got a blind spot when it comes to Vladimir Romanov. I, I hold him in high regard but I think this is up there with um, some of the bonkers stuff that he's put
1: yeah I mean the she does go on a lot about the media at the end which I mean the fans aren't fans aren't buying it at this time man and I mean it's also quite funny as well because she knows for the most part she's basically talking about Michael Stewart <laughs> But,
0: I mean, she she talks about pundits putting out as uh, it's like they're putting out fact, but I think a lot of it is people saying they're uh, pundits or uh, journalists, if it's like an opinion piece, writing an opinion piece and what they believe uh, from seeing from the outside. And it's easy to understand why uh, pundits like Michael Stewart or journalists have got this idea of the board being weak or of Craig Levine having
2: a... Because it goes back to the old joke Is Craig leaving going to sack himself? Yeah, yeah I think we've heard a lot
1: Yeah, I know uh, she, 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 I mean, fair enough she, she basically states out point by point says exactly what Craig does And that he has been held to account At these board meetings And the fact that They're not just saying Oh, well done, Craig For being bottom of the table And uh, w- when do you think You're going to sack yourself, pal? I mean, I think they will I think they do have the power to do it I just think that she's I think she's probably overly enamoured with Craig Levine as, as somebody who's as in, this, in this job. She thinks that maybe, to be fair, I think as well, a lot of times when listen to Craig Levine speak after games, especially if you don't have a lot of experience in football, I think he would come across as very persuading if he's saying no, we're, we're, we are going to turn the corner this because of X, Y, and Z. Whereas for those who've spent a lot more time in football or watching football, we we'll, can easily show you a football team where the the. the, 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 the the position of the manager has become untenable because it's just there's too much malaise do, and you need a fresh. Strut. Do hearts
2: of any good football man on the board?
1: Uh, it doesn't seem like I'm not entirely. I'm not going to. Professional. Sorry, I was gendered. That's
2: why still I'm we not. not interested. Like the, no, professional.
1: What, I'm going to professional the identity of all the members of the board. I think but,
0: he's, uh, he, was, he was the he was the football person on the board yeah. when he was director of football. The 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 big, the big issue is the fact that. People, everyone, not just Hearts fans, see that the the club are underperforming massively and been underperforming for a long time. And there's a lot of ninety percent of other clubs would have sacked uh, Levine by now uh, because of so the. I think there's I think there's actually a bigger issue. I don't know if you want to jump in just now, but i was going to say, say issue.
1: there is a, there's one question that Budge uh, should be answering, uh, which, which I don't know if she's asked or don't think she's actually talked frankly to him in a while. Why was Ian Cathro? Sacked for a runner results effectively, the yeah, that's not worse than Levine's right now. What, what about Levine? Does she believe so much that she didn't believe in Castro Katharine? because Castro's form was relegation form, Castro was very poor in the League Cup, and he didn't even get to survive to the league season. And you, you look at
0: Levine, so he, had, he came in and took over from that season, so he got the majority of that season. And then he got the whole of last season, yeah. and then he's already started, and he's got more of Cathal this season. And there's been no real signs of regression. Where it's that that's the start of last season, is actually the blip. To take it on to the bigger issue, a lot of fans will see that statement as a big fuck you mm-hmm. to the fans because there is there was. I think there's there's a lot who would off uh, if the club got rid of Levine after the Motherwell defeat a couple of weeks previously. The club thought, okay, a lot of fans went, okay, the board understand that's fine, but this statement has only kind of um, strengthened the feeling of the feeling of distrust and. Even anger towards the well, board. I mean,
2: you you were, you, were, you were outside the the what's it? I keep calling it Margaret Thatcher Plaza. What's it, <laughs> uh, what's, what's it called? The, the foundation, foundation Plaza. Foundation, somebody put somebody put that in the group chat, and that is what yeah, sort of stuck my head. But I mean, you you were outside there on, on Saturday. What is the general? You know, I mean, is a is anyone who's who's defending Lafina, or is it just sort of like about one hundred percent of the fans are going, I, going, I, going I against them? I,
1: I'm not. i pal not a power prominent Twitter account who might defend them, but apart from that, I've not seen anyone. Yeah, I mean, how could you at this
0: it's, point? It's 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 impossible to even because there's even I think even now with this statement that people who are like really uh, okay understood that Levine had to go, but we're back in the board's like, oh, I'm done Even they're starting to the turn because like because of uh, just how just how strong Budge's feelings towards backing in as manager. It's like no one can understand what the board are seeing about this plan that's working that others can't.
1: Yeah, because you asked me before, because she said, she mentions genuine supporters in the statement, and that's what seems like, a, a fuck you, because it's mm. basically kind of implying that genuine heart supporters would not be calling for the manager's <laughs> head or not be backing the board on this, which is just insane. And the what's that you asked me, Craig, before we went on air, is there kind of divide in the heart supporters? I was like, well, the what's are the fight in terms of who liked and who didn't like Butch? Because some saw her Loyalty to Levine is a little bit too much, but we're still thankful for what the previous work done at a club. and thought, well, Levine will go eventually, and this will, you know, then she came back to doing, or then the sport could get back to fully sport, not except from the, to use a bit of a term, the wee fannies that have been, you know, banned for being wee arseholes, basically. Um, there even, been- even, even
0: then, that's, that's, um, I've... Spoken to people again on, on on social media, it's not not as cut and dry as maybe the club have put out because well, the- it goes back to last season when two fans were suspended uh, suspended from Tank Castle for uh, quote unquote racist alleged racist abuse uh, towards uh, I think it was a motherwell player. Yeah, they were cleared uh, and. The club never kind of came out and said, "Yeah, never put out, out a statement." Out they put out a statement quickly enough to condemn it. But at least Falkirk,
2: if you can say that about Falkirk, got a lot wrong last yeah. season. But they did that after the whole Den and Lewis yes. sort of thing. They they apologized to the supporters. So to to be
1: succinct in what we're saying, so basically there was like three factions. There was some who maybe like my myself Joel, people who were like kind of roll their eyes at all this or must be family friendly and all this stuff, but put up with it because you know if the it was going that way anyway. There's the the kind of fringe group who hate that and hate her and hate everything she done and have hated her since Nielsen was in charge yeah. and there's those that are behind her and now she's just uniting all these factions. That's what that's saying. Some of some
0: mates in the, 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 the group chat I've got for hearts, they were absolutely livid uh, with the statement and that's one thing that came out. Everyone said... It's like there's there's no hiding place. She yeah. has united all fans. So I guess it's like, it was. a it's like, it's I, had, it's like I, had, that. I had
1: guys in my group chat who were very much on on Bud's side, but they were like, it sounds like she lost the plot. It's yeah. like what that, you know,
2: that uh, Predator meme with the two biceps. <laughs> 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 you know? Like uh, family friendly concert. We fan Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <together. Budge> out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, if I've got time later on. I'll try and get that made up. <laughs>
2: there's one as well All of these hands sort of linking like yeah. in, in, a, in a circle so maybe you could uh, maybe you could do that yes
1: so, yeah, just one further thing I mentioned. she does say that uh, stuff reported in this morning's papers that Stephen Robinson was top of the list to replace Levine if was sacked was basically wide of the mark or basically invented by an agent or whatever so, Yeah, I don't think she needed to include that after the the previous thousand words well, I got lost I had to write a separate article because like, people are just going to miss this because <laughs> there's so much stuff in it Oh, um, a statement that was the exact opposite <laughs> of the heart statement <laughs> that came out today, uh, came out from Patrick Thistle, which uh, basically may as well have just said, Gary Cobble's been sick. <laughs> I,
2: you know some I...
1: Can, I... can I say first of all, fair play to Patrick Thistle for actually saying he's been... Relieved of his duties and not saying, "Oh, we've come to a mutual Yeah Yeah, yeah. To, no, be, no, to be fair, like, the club,
2: the club have updated it at, this, at, the, at, the, at the start. Basically, um, Gary Cole has left, and Brian Kerr has left. So it's um, Jerry Britton, who's the chief. Of, no, sorry, Jerry Britton,
1: academy like, director Scott Allison, and first team player Kenny Miller will all take charge of the squad for this weekend's Scottish library Premiership home match against Dunfermline.
2: You know, you know. Well, that that that's, that's a, a brain stress right there. I don't know. Jerry Britton could be. No, he he managed them previously, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Him and, him and Derek Mackay. <laughs> no, Derek. Uh, Derek White. Who's Derek Mackay? Uh, Christ knows. Loads, loads, loads of people. Loads of people. Yeah, God, that's uh, that's horrendous. Of course, you keep forgetting that Kenny Miller managed Livingston. Yep,
1: yeah. not very well. Not very well. The only, the only down point they've had in like the last four years.
2: <laughs> you, you know something? Um, I and I, I Gary Caldwell never really struck me as a particularly good fit for Partick like, and I don't know what it was and I, I don't want to like, say because he was an ex-Celtic player but I think something about that perhaps counted against him and I, th- I think that the some of the, the, the methods or the some of the team building exercises that they introduced which might have actually been decent ideas the speed dating that he brought in the SAS stuff where, <laughs> where a player was kidnapped <laughs> from his from his bed you know in isolation, these might be interesting ideas, but it's just like a, a maelstrom of underperformance. The only
0: thing would be sorry, just on, on the SAS, it would have been hilarious if that's how they
1: sacked them by getting
0: SAS to kidnap, uh, bring <laughs> the tuning ground, <laughs> sorry, waterboard <guy. laughs> them. Well,
1: oh, they should do. Oh, the could have done the speed dating, and then it would have been uh, oh, his name was it Colin Beattie, yeah. yeah. You know he just like he just did. Been dating, so just these glasses. Then Colin, sits down across them, and like, You
2: did here, <laughs> Gary. I've got some bad news. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest and say that I haven't seen much of Partick Thistle this season, but I did watch their match against Arbroath on Friday night. That was on BBC Scotland, and Partick Thistle were really poor. I mean, they lined up in a sort of 3 formation with Tommy Robson playing in the middle of that three-man midfield, Now Tommy Robson's a fairly mediocre. Championship left back. left back. So goodness knows what they were, what they were doing, thinking, playing in the middle of the park. And uh, our both were, our both were the better team throughout the match, and, and they probably should have won the game. Uh, Partick Thistle, admittedly, did come into it towards the end, and they scored a really good goal through Kenny Miller. But I, I don't think that that sorry full time teams should there's they've no divine right to beat the part time teams in a championship. But that was a very alarming performance, and I just think that yeah, not a great fit and. I don't think there'll be any part I don't want to speak for a support that I don't know that much about but I can't imagine there being be no, anyone sorry to, to to see him move on
1: no there's not a lot it's, 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 it's throughout his tenure he's never really been well liked by the Thistle fans he didn't they didn't get immediate bounce off him. He then sold Chris Erskine. He eventually would then get rid of Chris
2: Doolan. But I'd say in his defence, that was a difficult thing. Some, uh, You know, you look at Chris Doolan, he hasn't exactly set the heather on fire oh. at Air United. Right. But So Doolan was probably going to have to be moved on at some point. So whoever did that was obviously going to have a, a very, you know, going to come up against a lot of resistance. I think the fact that it was Gary Caldwell was the person that moved on Chris Doolan that exacerbates uh, an already oh, difficult yeah. problem. It was...
1: It, they've had a strange record so far this season in that they haven't won at all in the league but they're undefeated in the cup including two games against top flight opposition.
2: I will ask Partick Fistle supporters would you rather be relegated and win the Challenge Cup,
1: <laughs> or, the or, cup. Or, or the League Cup or finish in
2: 8th place and have nothing? <laughs> i well, think not to take cup. a League, at <laughs> yeah, it, I think think league
1: it, Cup I'm next games away to Celtic but, uh,
2: yeah I mean...
0: I, I, I think this goes it, it goes back to Alan Archibald and
2: you can't blame Alan Archibald no no Arla I'm Archibald not I'm not for... blaming
0: no I'm not blaming Alan Archibald I'm actually blame not blaming the club but, but perhaps they
1: should have... Who are you blaming
0: <laughs> I am actually blaming the club
1: well, <laughs> they, they should, somebody... probably
0: should have uh, they should have cut losses and started a new the season they got the season they got relegated yes. and in that championship season uh, the first down from the premiership they kept with them and that Regression continued yes, From the Premiership agree. And it was It's kind of just continued And you look at their team They came down And you thought they probably Had a Premiership team To go back up And now
1: it's It's a mid-table Championship team At, at best I mean there's, been a lot, there's a lot of names I do not know there To defend Gary Cole Somewhat I think this hasn't been The easiest time For um over the summer And into the start Of the season Because Thistle have had all the ongoing stuff Where the proposed takeover.
2: There was not. There was not something as well. He was promised something like a hundred thousand pounds to spend on player or something like that there was. There was a chunk of money set aside he for had, wages. He had
1: four players lined up. Yeah, uh, and then he was basically told that they wouldn't be signing those four players. However, since then, I think it was made out at the time, and this was just around the first weekend of the season. I think it was made out that that would be it but since then they have actually added to the team yeah, I think at least two players I can remember them signing including Dario Zanatta of course.
2: So no, Of course, yeah. It's
1: not like the money has been taken away entirely but then that maybe still does disrupt you if you've got four players especially while the transfer window still open and you think that I'd like to bring these guys in and then for two weeks you're told oh, well, you can't sign anybody. It's very likely that at least a couple of those players he had earmarked and moved mm. on to other clubs.
2: Be interesting to see what Caldwell does next because his managerial career has sorta of been a bit of a downward trend. When he started at yes, Wigan definitely. you know, did I think he did reasonably did he get a promotion with Wigan. Yeah, he did get a promotion with uh, Wigan. Then yeah. moved to Chesterfield and ended up getting hounded out of Chesterfield, then moved to Thistle and I'd like to say was never a particularly popular candidate for the for for the job. So interesting to see where they go next. Um I think as well Stefan Binkowski tweeted out that is it Kenny Miller has, has seen eight managers in the last five years. I ago. No
1: more than that. I like more including than him. Eight. no one of them was including <laughs> himself <laughs>
0: as well. So you, because you've you've obviously got um McCann, Caldwell, Miller Miller Marty Cashinha. Marty in the last five seasons Kenny Miller has witnessed Eight managers he was playing On their loser
1: job Including himself There in you go then <laughs> It's hard It's hard when <laughs> your main striker Wants to play every Single position on the park At once mm. He saw that Bugs Bunny captain, And he thought That's got some good ideas
2: His goal against Arbroath Was very well taken It was You can't take that away from him I'm not suggesting you would Actually But nevertheless
1: Okay let's move in To League 2 That's quite a drop
2: Oh great The lowest common denominator Banter there Fair play <laughs> to the pair of us Right
1: uh, We're going all the way down To third from bottom In the league 2 in <laughs> And Stennis Muir Another club Who have parted With the manager Was that today or yesterday?
2: That was uh, That was Last night Last night So, so three managers
1: have, Oh sorry Two managers Have gone in 24 hours so The third is a uh, Sorry, definitely not gone. Uh, <laughs> but that was a long <laughs> statement. The
2: the, when, when we were planning this podcast uh, and we were talking about the topics, I was told to prepare two lower league sides. Uh, and I don't want to talk about Stennis because the last time the three of us weren't, I talked about Stennis Muir and, 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 and so on. And it's, it's boring because we're essentially going to repeat ourselves here. But it's, it's topical, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I call McMenamin was sacked on Tuesday night. And the club... Are in eighth in league two, five points from six matches, and they were well beaten by Cowden Beath uh, 3 0 on Saturday. We'll, we'll save that performance for one because I do want to talk about Cowden Beath. Now, after that match, going into the match, like, talking to supporters in, in the bar, it's all a small sample size, but there's a feeling that McMenman really needed to, to, to make the most of this match against Cowden Beef because the next games are against uh, Breakin City at home and Stirling Albion away. So between Cowden. I think Stenis made badly Underestimated Cowden But going into that match Between Cowden Brecon, and, and Sterling I thought that Seven points Would be a, a good return From that You know To basically Kick start the season Propel them up the table And get them into that Throng of teams challenging for the top four um, But they, they, they were rubbish Against them And McMenamin's record McMenamin took over In November Last year And he's played 30 league games Won seven of them And only two home games Now, I was was thinking back to stuff that Sean McGuigan had said about Barry Smith's time in charge of Wraith Rovers. Now, when Barry Smith was in charge of Wraith Rovers, they actually won a lot of their home games, so most Wraith Rovers supporters wouldn't have been aware as to how bad the team were. They'd have probably thought, well, we're doing really well at home, how come we can't translate this away? But... Stennis may have been especially poor at home in the league, and I think that's exacerbated uh, people's opinion of Callum and Veneman and, and need to provoke some sort of change. Now they were expected challenge for promotion this season, but they're miles off the pace. And you've not you weren't happy with recruitment, were you? Oh no, no, that's I was, I, I was going to come on to okay. that. The, the,
1: the,
0: the, 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 I pl- just just wanted you to be uh, you just feel. Yes, like no, no,
2: that's it. that's fine. So you can chip in and talk about specific players if you want, but. Uh, the recruitment has been the biggest problem where, and we're repeating this from last week, but I think that Stennis Muir had a, a bit of money to spend. They identified some targets, one of whom apparently was Don Thomas that I found out. So you're never going to sign, <laughs> sign Don Thomas. He was, you know, you've
1: been offered an extra two months by I, killing.
2: I was right. So I, was, I was right about <laughs> Don Thomas. No, I was right. But the fact that Stennis went for them, I think that kind of suggests that the recruitment was a wee bit... Ambitious, always good to have ambition But you've got to temper ambition with realism And Dom Thomas is never going to go into uh, League 2 Not after the season that he had with Dumbarton So I think the only target they successfully managed to land Was Chris O'Neill from Airdrie And the rest of the squad was sort of a mishmash A, a sort of hodgepodge of players who discarded from elsewhere A couple of loan signings here and there And I think they started the season by wanting to play a four-four-two when the the football actually started against Albion Rovers and then Queen's Park in the first two league games, it quickly became apparent that the midfielders that he signed were not good enough to play in that formation. So he had to change from a 4-4-2 into a three-five-two. You've only really got two like orthodox central defenders, so you have to play a, a sort of midfielder, auxiliary defender in there. Play sort of like Full backs and wingers In the wing back positions Just to compensate For the fact that You don't have the bodies In the middle of the park And that really wasn't Getting the best out of anyone And on top of that Players seem to Lose confidence in themselves Very very quickly You'll see Stennis Muir players Try to start the match Brightly Passing it through the midfield Looking to keep the ball In the deck But then when things Don't go the way It just gets shelled From backwards to to forwards And it's just It's just dispiriting to watch so
1: what's What kind of manager Does Steny need to, to get them galvanised This season Is there anybody Who can come in And take this, this Outfit well, the, This hodgepodge Outfit As you put it And turn them into Something that will Challenge uh, Or even get into The playoffs
2: Well David Irons Has been appointed On an interim basis That was announced Bef- just before I was leaving work <laughs> so I'd updated my notice about Dave Irons' comeback so previously standing manager he was aye, and, and weirdly enough he joined the club in sort of late 2010 the club were in a similar position albeit in the second division where there was a, a decent-ish group of players there that just needed sort of like solidifying sorting out and that's something that Dave Irons managed to do the, the, the two of the big players that he signed was Eric Payton who was released when Dundee went into administration and Michael Devlin on loan from Hamilton Academical obviously he's gone on to, to play for Aberdeen and the pair of them were, were smashing signs for Stennis Muir. and the results over the latter part of that season were excellent coupled with Aloe Athletics who were in the playoffs at the time at Christmas to who eventually ended up getting relegated and the season the, the following year that Dave Arons had some, some of the best football I've seen from from they a really a right good group of players there uh, so he's only taken an interim basis but going forward some of the names that have been mooted um, Tam Courts who was at Kelty Hearts uh, Stephen Swift who's done a, a decent job at uh, BSC Glasgow and meeting these guys <laughs> and, uh, of all, course, the uh, all the stars All the stars <laughs> and of course someone like uh, Stevie Aitken although he mm. was apparently approached by Brecon, but wanted to hold out for a, a higher profile job he
1: has got it then? I don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> Who are a
2: bigger club? Breakin are a bigger club than Steny I think most clubs are bigger than Steny yeah. yeah, well, if he's not going to go to Brechin, then he's probably not going to come to come to Stenhousemuir. But it's just, I, I, you know, something I, I loved Colin McMenamin as a as a player at Muir because he was there. Scott Booth signed him. I was very sceptical at first because, of course, he gave that re- interview with the Daily Record when he said Scottish football's dead. That's why I'm going to join Celtic Nation. And also look how that look at that turned out. But there was when he came out with kind of the that, Celtic Nation too. Yes. <laughs> But it was this idea you know that that he sort of come back up to Scotland with his tail between his legs and he's basically at Stennis Muir because he couldn't get anything better so I was really skeptical of him, but he totally won me over with it, with his performances and he was the best player in a very poor team and he will be one of my all time favorite Stennis players however, as a manager you know some the only one performance I can say about it was um the beating Falkirk in the cup should. Worth he- it? You got to say that that day itself was great, but if you take the long term effects of the club that are staring into uh, potential relegation from from League Two, and you'd probably say no. I don't and also,
1: think. as well, it had been better overall rather than just in that one game. Steny would have been in the league with Falkirk and had four cracks at beating them.
2: Yeah, uh, you know something. Absolutely, absolutely the. The, the the relegation under an Athletic was some of the mimsiest performances I've seen for, from the Warriors.
1: Should he have been? I know it's usually usual hindsight, but should he have either went or continued on in his no. player coach role when Brown Ferguson
2: left? Oh yeah, you know something that your you're, you're, interesting point actually. a yeah, Bomber should never have been sacked in the first place. I think that's something the board need to take a look at themselves. It was talk there they were unhappy with some of his transfer dealings. Well, you know, if you're unhappy with bombers transfer dealings, I'd love to know what they made of uh, of, of the <laughs> players that Colin signed. No, I'd be a penny for Brown Ferguson's thoughts about the whole thing. I remember him saying he was on um, on Twitter. I'm sure it was where he said if the if the club if the club get relegated, it will set them back years because he worked really hard. They had a three year plan when he signed a contract and it looked as though they were going to stick to it and it, it just didn't make sense at the time and as has proven to, to be the case and it's a damn shame because it is sullied Colin's been at the club for about five years now since 2014 when Scott Booth signed him and it's just quite a, a sorry wait for it to, to finish up
1: How are you feeling that you've had to say Scott Booth twice in the one podcast?
2: Incre- uh, Scott Booth uh, I no it's fine <laughs>
1: Right uh, so we're
2: on the telly now eh? So Perhaps a bit more scrutiny uh, Under us
1: You weren't accused of going around the skies As a school Right uh, <laughs> Sterling St- St- um uh, As you said We're beaten At the weekend By Count Beath Count Beath Are up into Third place mm-hmm. In League 2 Just one point By Denver City And I think off the top
2: Yeah Very impressed with them On Saturday Very impressed Dennis Muir had played them In the final game Of the Betfred Cup And beaten them 2-0 I to be honest Didn't think much of them I thought they were Quite decent in attack With Jordan Allen And David Cox But soft at the back Soft in the middle Of the park And Dennis Muir won that match With relative comfort However I think I underestimated Them going into the weekend's game Very impressed with them Excuse me Now Their the three goals They scored were Piss poor goals from a Stennismere perspective, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And they were attacked well. They kept Stennis. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I don't. I don't know. I think it's a Barocca You've that's sold on my on laptop. laptop yeah. it it's got a
1: like a mouse that's currently like operating uh, on it.
2: No, I think it's it's a Barocca. I once ran uh, a cotton bud underneath this latch here, and it was absolutely absolutely filthy. Nevertheless. Um, <laughs> the... Phil Pearce, Tenny's defending. Whoa, that's good. I mean, have you seen the? Have you seen the goals? That, no, no. That, nah, I mean the, f- the first goal, Craig Barr who got in the SPFL Team of the Week deservedly. So he won the ball back. This this isn't twenty minutes into the match. This is a, an indicator of how bad, or how good County Beath were, and how bad Smee were. Craig Barr won the ball back in the middle of the park. He beat a man Lovely bit of skill Because Craig Barr's got that You know Craig Barr eh, Has played eh, Sort of defensive midfield You know he has he a, like a, a Got a bit of pedigree He's a good football player Beat a man With one that shimmied it Between his feet To take two players Out of the game Dribbled forward Played out wide To Chris Renton Continued his run into the box Renton Tossed in This big floaty cross One of the ones You know you expect Your goalkeeper mm-hmm. Or defenders to, to reach it They didn't And Barr just did a simple job Of nodding it in the, David Cox's goal late into the sorry I'm
0: just watching it now that is uh, incredibly easy he, yeah. like, he doesn't even run into the box he mm-hmm. walks into
2: the yeah. box yeah. It's, it's, um, a, I think it's an impressive bit of skill in the middle of the park too. that was probably the highlight of the match actually to take the ball past uh, Kieran Anderson and Jamie McKernan the, mm-hmm. the the second and third goals were particularly poor from Stennis Muir's point of view but that was uh, thanks to Cowdenbeast press and, and, and insistence um, and I'd like to kind of pay tribute to this this Beef team um, that like, they've got a good goalkeeper in Kevin Dubrovsky Unfortunately he took a whack by David Marsh A bit of a cheap shot by David Marsh Who wants to take a bit of a look at himself after that and he's broken his cheekbone we were 3-0 up and he thumped the goalkeeper So there's no excuses for that So they'll need to get another goalkeeper from somewhere But there Craig Barr and, and Jamie Todd are a, a solid centre-back pairing um, In the middle of the park I wasn't convinced when I saw him the first time I think Kyle Miller gives off a massive student-teacher vibes but he's uh, very tidy, you know, just keeping things ticking over. But it's, it's their attack that I was most impressed with. They've got Chris Renton, is what six foot four, big, muscular, solid guy who can take balls. He fires into his, his feet, into his chest, and his head. He can win them and play guys he into can, the he, game. He's,
0: he's good at. <clears throat> we've seen it with Scotland against Russia and Juba. He's got a pin and defenders. That's
2: actually a right really good point. Yeah, I mean he uh Andy Monroe and David Marsh and Tosny he he's got a big backside as well and he can he can win you yards just by leaning back into people and carry, and that hold up play can carry team up the park. And he had David Cox who was really good. David Cox is just pure energy proper live wire player the sort of guy I don't, I don't remember as much of a pantomime villain in the lower league since perhaps um, Josh Falking on oh. Dunfermline. the sort of guy you'd love to have in your team but you hate it when he's playing against you but he's a really right good player and the best player in the park to take it back to the heart of Midlothian Slant was Connor Smith who they've they've taken on he looks a cracking player that's
0: my so my mate texts me when Cowden signed Chris Hamilton and Connor Smith on loan and just asked me what, what they were like Hamilton is from, what, from the very, very little I've seen But also what I've heard Is a very good defender But he's kind of cannavaro West And he's really small So he played against Chris Boyd On his debut I think he March. played at
2: full-back Actually um...
0: Yeah, so he's, he's played He's played at right-back At yeah. times But I think his position Is centre-back Yeah, sure, uh, he's Chris supposed to be Boyd. back But he's he, really small Yeah, Chris Boyd just ran into him And he just flopped over And Boyd just was just, just running uh, Just laughing But Connor Smith is Is someone that I think around Tynecastle That they've got higher hopes For him than they do Harry Cochrane Wow uh, that's, it does say a lot, but I think he is just fine. There's just one, there's just one piece of skill from the last game of last season against Celtic where it was it was it was gifted up and he got the ball and similar to um, Mangos' skill against mm-hmm. Denny he he did that. He just he was he started to go one way and two Celtic players followed him he just turned, yeah. they kept on running, and he, was, he opened up space. Well, he's a very, that's very intelligent
2: Totally, that's, that's something that, 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 I, that I've, got, I've written down about him. I mean, he's excellent touch, brilliant awareness. And it's great seeing that somebody as young as that, have that sort of like intelligence, just spatial awareness around you. And so, Stennis sense you just couldn't touch him.
0: What what, what I kind of want to ask is that, obviously, Boland is a manager. Am mm-hmm. uh, I right in saying he's more of a, a direct kind of manager in terms of the way they play because Cowden do have very good players they've got uh, I think it's Archie Archie Thomas he was okay he scored you've got got Connor Smith as well and Miller said he was nice and tied in the ball is uh, is there a worry that they could bypass
2: they did that a lot of that last season. I'm sure towards the tail end of last season, there was a real sense of dissatisfaction with the way that, that they were going under bowl and the cow beef, I think towards like maybe the latter half of that season, never good enough to get into the top four, but too good to get sucked into the Berwick Rangers, Albion Rovers, um, they had, nonsense, good to a Decent, decent squad of players. And I do think there was, I went to the match actually where they, Albion Rovers beat them 1-0 to move off the foot of the table oh, yeah. and there was a small I was standing there there was a small group of Cowdenbeath fans there and the, the impression I got from there was just fed up the football was right back to front Wait, although that, that's in Clifton Hill so you can maybe excuse that yeah. because of the sort the, of the, not saying like Central Parks um, <laughs> 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 they're not Bowling Green oh, yeah. but I, I, I do think that the that, 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 that Gary Bowling I wouldn't want to say turned it around because it is a small like like sample size of games but I mean that's three matches in, in, in a row they've won against like, who they beaten? They beat uh, Annan. They came. They came right close to to beating uh, Cove Rangers as, as as well. Oh yeah, of course. Um, the, the fact it took a last minute winner for, for Cove Rangers. Not many teams will, will push them as as far as that. Um, the, the only the only thing I would say about Count uh, is they do not have a, a massive group of players. Beyond that, that starting eleven. The only guys of any real quality, you see, Jamie Piper's a decent defender who can come in when called upon. He came in uh, in the match. Graham Taylor had uh, did a. a Had some good games with Edinburgh City last season And Jordan Allen Who has just returned to fitness Who's another uh, option I think
0: there's there's certainly been chat among Cowden fans Especially after the breaking game they won 2-1 I think it was the breaking game they won Mm 2-1 At the end of August That they would quite like to see 3-5-2 As their main formation Which gives you Barr, Todd and Hamilton at the at the back So you've got Hamilton Who maybe doesn't five have to do a second
2: it. There might have been a 3-5-2 They were playing They are playing aye, Mullen Fraser Mullen at left wing back And Bobby Buchanan
0: Okay so just, It's uh, Hurts as well See this is <laughs> <laughs> So they, I think they, It's the, all i
2: for On these podcasts. I mean,
0: they, the, the, the team against Breakin Was Mullen aye, And Swan Harvey Swan As the wing backs And you had Thomas oh, Miller Oh extend
2: how Muir Harvey Swan
0: Oh, <laughs> Of course Mm. Uh, so you had uh, Thomas Miller and Smith in the middle, and Renton and Allen up yeah. front, and uh, looking at that on paper, just in terms of uh, hearing how each have done, or certainly key players there that they've they've got a good. Chance to certainly maybe not push Kofas Kove like me. Too. No,
2: you know something. I I agree with that. I I think I do think that the, the size of the squad is small. So if you have I say if you were to have a rent and and a, a, a renting an injury to Chris Renton or Kyle Miller or Fraser Miller or something, I don't necessarily think there's the quality that will come in and immediately re- replace it. However, that division. Overall, there is a real lack of quality. You can only really look at like yeah, Cove Rangers and Edinburgh City as the two obvious like, like good teams. Isn't well, it? I, was, the I was going to it. say,
1: the, the next five games would probably say a lot because have got one of away games at Queen's Park and Stirling Albion. Mm-hmm. But the home games are Albion Rovers, Edinburgh City and Cove Rangers.
2: Be interesting to see. I reckon if they can take uh, nine points for, from from that, that run of five games, I think you'd really have to consider them as, as top four contenders. Hard games oh everyone! would be like, every, that sounds like a, just a stupid thing to say because every game is a hard game Queen's Park are probably the dark horses in that division right. Albion Rovers have, um at the start of the season they're a decent shout for the top four Ember City might have got shellacked in the first game of the season up at uh, Cove but they've proven themselves to be a, a decent side you've got to think that oh Albion are shite
0: <laughs> 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 for Cove Rangers are good <laughs> you've got to think um, putting my uh, and bias on that if they, if they could find, if they can make Central Park a really difficult places uh, place to come in terms of. So they should, yeah, because you know, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's not. You I'm never not,
2: hear anyone has. You know, as, a, as opposition player, play have nice as it. It. And
0: especially because you have that small pitch that you've got, rent right in there, who can pin mm-hmm. defense' back. That opens up the game for the likes of uh, likes of Smith and Thomas and Miller, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, etc. Et that if they can have a really really strong home record. They could maybe push, uh, push on and injury free. You know, so I, fight I, for the fight for the title. I,
2: I would say that, that every team in that division, even I mean, even include Breaking in this because it's still at the L.C. Breaking and Sarnam. Every team should be looking to finish in the top four in that division because it's it's there to be won. It's a poor, poor division and that's uh, it's all up for grabs.
1: Okay, and if. The teams that are looking to to get these positions, if they go up, they might be overlapping a team who are struggling at the bottom of League One.
2: Yeah, Montrose. That was other team. I only kind of briefly looked at them, but it's I've a, only got
1: a brief amount of time left. Oh, that's <laughs> thank God. that that's
2: it's been a poor campaign so far. One point from six matches, and that the only points come from a draw with Stranraer on the opening day of the season. It's and Strenard sort of, are
1: also kind of uh,
2: struggled a bit this season, of the yeah, not. Oh, they were thumped by Clyde at the weekend. It was six one. at 6-1 it finished. David Goodwillie got five goals, uh, which is three penalties, but. They all still count. You know? yeah. <laughs> I hate that it says. Oh, he scored. He scored fifteen goals, and but b- b- five of them were penalties. Else, well, still count.
1: Well, uh, continue with the theme of the podcast. As a Hearts fan, uh, I know how hard penalties can be to be scored by players. Well, exactly.
2: <laughs> 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 but it, but it, it, is, it is a concern that, that the Montrose's form. However, I would say it's not. It's a concern, but it's not overly worrying. The games that they've been involved in this season, I and watched the highlights of them last night, and. On the best part, there's been very little between the sides. For instance, the game against Falkirk, they, they could have arguably taken something for that match had Alan Fleming not chucked the ball off Connor Salmon's head and let it bounce into there. Against Wraith Rovers, for instance, they were well in the game until the final 10 minutes where they kind of looked a wee bit tired, lost a bit of concentration, lost a bit of shape, and Wraith Rovers ended up steamrolling them. And the match against East Fife at the weekend, they were very much in the game until Terry Masson was sent off for a, a, a stinking tackle... That proper straight red Two footy No need for it In um, and, and the middle of the park And East Fife Took advantage of that And uh, Ryan Wallace And Aaron Dunsmore Got the Got the second And third goals um, Do you know something I, It's concerning But I don't think It's anything to worry about Because they do think they have the best coach In the lower leagues In, in Stuart Petrie
1: I've only seen Montrose once before but I still kind of get the impression when I, I look at their, their team that they're kind of built around yes, their defence. <laughs> yes. But they're, they're not entirely like enterprising going forward at all. I think they sometimes play like 5-4-1 and like a proper 5-4-1 as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is it a, for what little you've seen, is it a case of just kind of lacking that bit of quality to get
2: points? You know something, I do, I do think so that... the. Montrose Since uh, You're going back Since Chris Templeman I don't really think They've had like A a quality centre forward And and Big Sani As we've mentioned before Was one of the most Unique players
0: Iconic lower league
2: Yeah Just a weird looking fella You know Who who could do things With the ball That you don't really see Elsewhere Other than uh, Other than that sort of stuff Just for a guy like that Who could barely win a header But stick the ball in front of his feet My goodness He would take you this way Take you that way Take you all over the place <laughs> Um but I think I think that that is the problem. The guys, uh, it's like guys like Josh Skelly. He's not going to score you loads of goals. Chris Johnson's not going to score you. Craig t- Johnson, loads of goals. yes, edit that out. <laughs> Craig Johnson's not going to score you uh, that many goals. Yeah, because
0: look, look at look, just looking at the, the the names like Ross Campbell and Craig Johnson, they they just strike me. Right. I think the as big, big kind of in the big players. Yeah, players.
1: Yeah, even, when, even when Montrose were doing well in like League Two, I was like never really sticking the forwards in TV the week. It was always the defenders.
2: Yeah, yeah right. and the, I think the the sort of the marquee signing, and I use. In the loosest sense of the word here, Like Russell McLean Who they signed from Peterhead Ex-heart of Midlothian Hey he, <laughs> You know that <laughs> I recognise the <him. laughs> name uh, He hasn't been uh, As quite well expected He's sort of like Quite gangly In a sort of like Chris Templeman Sort of way But he's never really Managed to impose himself On the games But you know something Stuart Petrie This is the first time and Since he's taken charge of Montrose There's been any sort of wobble Hugely successful time In charge of the club I mean the season previous Won their first ever league title In 20 odd years And then last season I think we said When we did the Lower league bonanza Pound for pound They were the best side In Scotland Last season Given where they finished Given where people Expected them to start So I don't think There's uh, much to worry About at the moment for, uh, Yet For intros.
1: Okay, that'll do us for now. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more from us, we're going to go over at patreon.com where we're going to record another uh, 15 minutes or so about uh, some, well, latest happenings in Scottish football. So make sure you head over there. But oh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at Test Podcast. And I think that's pretty much it. Uh, can Thanks I show us back soon?
2: Aye, right, that's coming back. Uh, a view from the terrace, which is loosely based on on the podcast. That's coming back uh, on Friday, twenty seventh September, half past ten. And BBC there, Scotland you might Channel. see
0: advertisements around around Glasgow and Edinburgh or cities because there's someone trained someone inside of uh, Lothian
1: buses. Oh wow!
2: Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, a woman from my work took a picture of uh, inside her train. There was an advertisement. There, obviously <laughs> that's, just to uh, just add that she wasn't just taking pictures uh, so that's, that's, that's good to see good to yes, see so BBC
1: Scotland Channel next Friday so that's Friday the 27th, 27th, 27th just what th- I said no, half past <laughs> 10 half past 10 I wasn't listening to that part I was too busy to looking at the dual screen about the of them bus and taking her it back
2: ah, it's going to be good it's going to be good. some of the ideas that are in, I I don't want to give too much away but episode 1 a certain duo are back it's Duncan McCary <laughs> <laughs>